Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. NFL Week 16 preview, and in the middle of a bunch of turmoil going on in the league, they still find a way to give us games all weekend long. Holiday football, beginning with Thursday night football, all the way on Saturday, Sunday, and a ton of games Monday. Huge games this week, awesome games, especially on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Johnny and Blaine join me as always to preview it all, including the Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day. Boys, let's hear from you first. Blaine, we'll go with you. Um, Status for tonight was questionable on the pregame report. Uh, Definitely upgraded to active, but battling, going to give it his all tonight. Blaine, how are we doing, buddy? Good. Yeah. Never in my mind was questionable. I, I, you know, I don't feel very good, but you got, you know, (laughs) big time players still play ball games. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta suit up. You gotta lace up. I don't care if you feel bad. If you feel good, I'm down here in my basement with my neon lights on with my notes in front of my two best friends talking NFL football. What are we going to do? You know, this is what we're going to do. It's Wednesday night in America and football season. So I'm here. Figure it out, Pod. Really well said, Blaine. Holy cow, I got the blood going. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Well, I think the moral of the podcast is that Blaine and I are best friends. And, you know, it's a tale of people who weren't meant to be best friends. You know, you have a Jayhawk and a Tiger. Uh, You have somebody from Higginsville and somebody from St. Pius. Uh, you know, you got somebody, uh, you know, me who's incredibly good looking and Blaine is just, you know, kind of a run in the mill guy, you know, I mean, you just yeah. you know, one of those things, right? Like, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah, I talk to you guys every day. So I think it has to be qualified in the best friend category. I mean, I talk to you guys more than I talk to anybody. that's not my wife. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the point of the figure it out pod. I'm doing great. Uh, I am really feeling the effects of this being week 16. That's. That's scary. I mean, we're we're really approaching, you know, it's 110 outside, muggy, and the Dodgers are playing the Padres on ESPN, and that's all I have to watch uh, at night. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, to watch the Royals, you have to pay an extra $25 a month on top of whatever else you pay. So um, I, 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 I'm excited to break down this slate. I love how we have more Saturday football, as you said, Chandler. I'm looking forward to the day when there is football on Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday like this um, all year round. I could see the NFL doing something like that, like a one-day, a one-game on a Saturday, maybe earlier. The NFL is just the king, and it's the, the top of the entertainment product in this country. And if they eventually want to move to more days, there's nothing that's going to stop them, not even college football. So I'm pumped up. Johnny, I'd love your take on this, talking just football in general. Do you think that uh, a, a early sat, like a Saturday, at like a, a week five Saturday conference play starting, you think the NFL touches that? Event- eventually, I don't see why they wouldn't explore it. You know, with as much money as the NFL makes, the NFL standalone is going to garner the most views. I mean, I, I I think that if you had a Big Ten matchup at 11 a.m. on CBS or whatever channel it would be, or you had the Panthers versus the Falcons, 
I know I'm going to pick the Panthers versus the Falcons, and I bet a lot of the country would pick to watch that over a random Big Ten matchup. So, you know, hypothetically, I think the NFL will definitely explore it someday. And it would give a team like that the feeling the feeling of having a standalone primetime-ish yeah. game. You know, so the NFL is always going to want to do that. They're going to want the most exposure. If they did that, they would probably let like, you know, we have the the Bills and Chargers on Peacock this week. <laughs> yep. They would they would bid that game out to Peacock on a Saturday. Like I could see I could see that happening. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Great discussion. Let's get to our week NFL 15 takeaway. Um I don't remember the boys got on here and said that they were going to figure out their takeaway by the time we got here. I'm very curious if that's happened. I have mine. Do you guys want me to go first? I know I went first last week, but I can go first again. Let it rip. Okay, let's go me, Blaine, Johnny. How about that? Um, My week 15 takeaway is that I called this back when it was probably like week eight and called it as as a relative term here. But Jacksonville, once again, big, big, big game at home and cannot do it. I think they're fake. I would I would not be afraid of them, especially right now at this stage of the season if we Chiefs had to play them in the playoffs. Um, they, they, just, they just don't have – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that they don't play in a hostile environment. I don't know if it's Trevor Lawrence being just a little inconsistent as of late. Um, they got robbed at the Calvin Ridley touchdown, but, I mean – this team just they just they just don't have it. I just don't think they have it. And um it's kind of a good feeling being a Chiefs fan as we get down close to the playoffs. That's my week fifteen takeaway, uh Jacksonville fraudulent. I'm I will go, yeah. I guess I'm next. Kevin Stefanski, I think, is the coach of the year. It's just what he's done with the Browns has been absolutely ridiculous. They should not have won that football game last week. They probably shouldn't have beat the Jags. They, hell, they probably should have won half these games with a uh, backup quarterback, which, what is this, almost three-fourths of the games they've played? I mean, this guy's this guy's dealing with the most injuries in the NFL. Over 25% of his, uh, I guess, his top roster, which is, I don't know how many how much money is exactly paid out to these guys that are out. But it's a tremendous amount of money and a tremendous amount of great players that they haven't had for multiple weeks. They're still winning football games against the Hot Bears last week, against the Jags the week before. I Are they going to keep doing this? They go Texans, Jets, Bengals? It's possible. I mean, it, 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 I, I'm not writing them out. I don't love them, but Stefanski's going to help done a hell of a job. Yeah, the Texans game just suddenly got a lot easier. We'll talk about that here in a bit. Johnny? Yeah. Uh, interesting how y'all's, uh, you know, are, are related, uh, in a way, because if the season ended today, that those teams would be playing each other in the playoffs, the Jags and the Browns guys, if that game was played next week, who are you taking Browns? I think I'm taking the Jags. I think even though they just beat them, but, but the Browns' defense is going to eat for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's not a, that's not a totally fair question, I think, because Trevor's in concussion protocol right now. He's Unless always he hurt. Flacco's just played bad that first half. Then he just—I don't know what happened that second half. Picks. But I'm still—I'm still scratching my head on that. <laughs> so I, I raised that question because they talked about that on Cowherd today. Uh, Cowherd picked the Jags. McIntyre picked uh, the Browns. I—they—they—they they, they raised a good stat too. 
the Browns have the most turnovers in the league, um, which makes sense, right? They've been, this is their fourth different quarterback throughout the year. Um, and the Jaguars lead the league in takeaways. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, on paper right now, uh, I think that, you know, the Jags would st- you know, obviously still be favored. The media discussion and how the last couple of games have gone would make you think that Cleveland is the play, which if you know anything about the NFL, uh, that means that that's not going to happen. Like the Jags would just show up and just like dominate them right in the game. And I mean, it's like, it's, oh my God, I bet on Joe Flacco. So interesting little discussion there. Mine, uh, my takeaway is uh, I've gotten so much wrong this year. Um, I think two years ago, I I got a lot right. This year, uh, it's been the opposite. You know, the, the, if you're you know, for the listeners, the Sky Moore stuff, the Bryce Young, the Panthers, 49ers missing the playoffs. I've gotten a ton wrong. Jalen Hurts, I, uh, top five quarterback in the league, has not been playing like that. I've gotten a ton wrong. There are a couple things that I've gotten right. And one of them, uh, I've been saying a lot lately, is that Russell Wilson is not going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos next season. Well, we saw Sean Payton's outburst on him on the sideline. um, And Sean Payton is a damn good football coach because I've said Denver is is bad. Um, They certainly were bad last week, but I think Sean has squeezed every drop out of that team to get them to where they are second place in the AFC West. I believe they're seven and seven. Um, Sean is done with Russell Wilson. It's so obvious and they couldn't be more polar opposite people. And so, you know, if Denver moves on from Russ after this season, it's like 80 something million, I think in dead cap, even if they keep him on the roster next year and then move on the following year, um, I believe it's the same amount of money. So like, I think they're going to look for a quarterback in some capacity. They've won a lot of games to kind of change where their draft pick is going to be, right? Not not one of those top guys like it was when they were one and six or whatever. But um, that that that's my takeaway is that I'm I'm right about that. I think it's it's done with Russ. Um, we'll see how it finishes uh, with Denver. They they still have an outside chance at. Uh, making the playoffs, but with that loss last week, it definitely, definitely took a hit. And one more side one, I I was right about New England too. When preseason, I said New England was going to have like at max five wins. They are terrible. They're bad. Um, and I kind of want to, since we're in our week 15 phase before we jump into the slate, I kind of want to give this Ricochet Bears stat because um, I texted this. I heard this on a competing podcast, so I have to give flowers there. But um, figured out correspondent Noah Gilbert, Bears fan, also figured out pod video editor Noah Gilbert. Shout out to him. But this is uh, before Sunday. This is this is uh, related to the Browns and Blaine's takeaway. Before Sunday, teams with three plus sacks, three plus interceptions, and a pick six were forty and zero. Uh, they're now forty and one with the Bears losing on Sunday to Cleveland. Um, that feels just really fitting for the Bears, and I'm really sorry about that because um, I, the, you know, I I just have some a lot of good friends of mine that are, are Bears fans. It's just tough to see them go through it, but God, it's just funny. They just find ways, man. They just find ways. I heard a stat too that the Bears uh, in that game, so they're zero and three this year 
in games where they've had a 10 plus point lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh. The the Bears are like you know, the Bears are a couple of points away from being right in the I mean, in in a playoff spot. Yeah. But that's just who, that's just who the Bears are. It's the reason the Chargers are the Chargers because they can't win the close games. Um and Justin Fields and the Bears had 10 third and long scenarios, third and seven plus uh, in that game, they were 0 of 10. <laughs> they, were, they were 0 of 10 in those ones. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Let's get to the NFL Week 16 slate. Lot- Darn- and how did Darnell Mooney drop that ball? I mean, I'm My God. That. I how mean, yeah. that? come yeah. on, come on. That's uh, that's just tough. Like you don't expect no. all there. It's tough, but dude, that was just like I mean, I was at Johnny's Tavern and it was like, oh, like that place erupted. Like, oh my it god, was, it was right it was, in his hands. It was worse too because he like kicked it. Yeah, yeah, right. He like kicked it after he dropped it. It was just if Darnell Mooney is on one of the thirty-one other teams, he catches it. There's, <laughs> it's because he's on the Bears that he dropped that. Let's go to the NFL Week 16 slate. Spent too much time dogging on the Bears there. Awesome matchups this week, beginning with Thursday Night Football. A pair of 7-7 seven and seven NFC teams. The New Orleans Saints, the most confusing team in the league, the New Orleans Saints, are going to go to L.A. to take on the Rams, who are playing some great football right now. Um, the Rams, I would say, have got to be in the running for the most surprising team in the NFL. I mean, I know they're 7-7, seven and seven, but... I think if you go back and listen to the NFC West podcast, there's no way we thought they were going to be this good or in the, in the hunt for the playoffs um, this late in the season. They're coming off a big win against Washington. I mean, I know it's Washington, but still a good a good, a good win at home. Um, it's going to be interesting here because the Saints, guys, God, the Saints are confusing, huh, Blaine? We, uh, we, can't, get our, we can't get our fingers on these guys, but honestly – Rams at home, I think on the short week, the Saints have been too inconsistent up and down all year long. I think the Rams are the more complete team here, and I think they're more consistent team. And I think on the short week at home, it helps them here. They're four-point favorites. Stafford's slinging it. I don't love the Saints' defense, even though I feel like it should be better than it is. And I'm going to take the Rams here, guys. Blaine, we'll start with you tonight. Yeah, I don't love the Saints' defense, and I, even though um... – They've only allowed, what, I think like 12 points over the last couple of games. They're giving up a ton of yards to the receivers. And I think they're like 28th in the league doing it. Why? Because, I mean, they played the Giants and the Panthers the last two weeks. So we're talking about their defense and relative statement of, oh, last two weeks, your defense has been good. Well, you played dog shit offenses. Like, let me see somebody that can come in here and sling it, i.e. Matthew Stafford, get Kyron Williams healthy and back going again here. Um, this week, I, I like the Rams. I don't think the Saints' defense is as good as, like I said, they've shown over the last couple of weeks. I think there's a hole here for Stafford to throw for 300 plus. And um, at home, LA tomorrow night or tonight, excuse me, when the pod comes out, Thursday night game, Stafford, give me that, give me that huge game for the Rams. And it, really, for the Saints, got to win this thing to get over the Bucks and get in that division. So Rams are fighting for a higher playoff seed. They need it. Both teams, awesome, awesome matchup. But yeah, Rams are the better football team. Rams are the better football team. Simple as that. Yep, agree with that. Better coach, um, and we're really seeing, you know, to that to that Stefanski point you made earlier, Blaine, which was a good one. You know, you see 
really who the the top head coaches are with what they get out of the roster that they have. They change how they coach and how they call um, and how they scheme based off of personnel. Makes complete sense. They don't force, you know, puzzle pieces into where they don't fit. And uh, it's why I believe that Robert Sala is not the guy in New York um, because the obviously uh, Aaron Rodgers was a big part of their plan and he gets hurt, but it, and it totally derails it. But with that defense, you'd think they'd be able to get more wins out of that team with all of the bullshit that's happened um, with the quarterback position. Stefanski's still gotten wins out of that team with a good defense, right? Um, and, and with the Rams here, that, that they've done that too, right? With a defense of nobodies outside of Aaron Donald, um, with Stafford even missing a couple of games this year, I believe, um, they're right in the hunt. Um, and and they're, they're the seventh seed in the NFC right now. So super good game right here. I'm looking forward to watching this. Take these stats for, for, for what you will. I'm not really sure how they come up with this data, um, but per the NFL, the Saints are currently the number nine seed in the NFC at seven and seven with a win. They have a 71% chance to make the playoffs with a loss. They drop down to 24% chance to make the playoffs. Now on the Rams side with a win, 74% chance to make the playoffs with a loss drops them down to a 15% chance to make the playoffs. So again, not really sure where they come up with that stuff, but sounds cool when you read it. Um, I really like the Rams in this spot. I texted earlier that Stafford is just, dude, he's been balling. I mean, no look throws. Um, they they've been keeping him upright enough. Uh, Cooper Cup rocks. Pukunakua rocks. There was a sick catch by Tyler Higby on the sideline last week, and Stafford's just been slinging that pill. So um, I like the Rams in this spot. New Orleans on the road with Carr and Dennis Allen. I just don't. I don't like that, guys. Uh, Derek Carr has been thinking about Aaron Donald all week. Yeah, no doubt. Let's Saturday, Saturday, two games Saturday. First one, AFC North battle, a good AFC North battle. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Bengals, annoyingly, keep on winning, uh, winning overtime last week against the Vikings. Um, higher scoring than we thought, especially with the weather report we got on the Figure It Out podcast last week, but a good game there. Um, Bengals win at home. They got to go on the road now, see what Jake Browning can do against a good defense. But Steelers defense, guys, not been playing that well. Um, I that I have a bit of concern here. Honestly, if you're a Steelers defender, um, I hate to say it, but Jake Browning's been playing well. I know that the, the opponents haven't been Great, but Blaine mentioned him last week. Brian Flores, Jake Browning put up 27 points, guys. I mean, that's pretty impressive against one of the hottest defensive coordinators in the league right now. And so I think Bengals are playing too well. Um, I think the Steelers' offense is literally terrible. I think it was a joke what they put on display last week in Indy. And um, the Bengals are going to win this football game, and they're two-point favorites on the road for a reason. I think Tomlin might be gone after this year. They're kind of like this, the Patriots in a way. They got to shake something up in Pittsburgh. They have to. They're too proud of a franchise to be doing this. Johnny, did you guys see what uh, TJ Watt was saying? I, I, he was. I don't know if I can't find the article, so I, I I wonder if it's true or not. But I read something that TJ Watt was saying that uh, there's like some some guys there that he he feels like don't want to practice 
or like don't give it their all every day. I saw some comments from George Pickens that they asked him why he didn't block at the goal line last week. And he said some stuff about, well, I saw what happened to tank Dell and I didn't want a tank Dell situation to happen where he gets hurt blocking at the goal, you know, just some bullshit. And I did not think that uh, like I'd be in a place, you know, preseason. I didn't think I'd be in a place where I would be questioning if Tomlin would still be their coach next year, like, like, like you were saying, and there's probably some legs to that because these Pittsburgh fans, um, they haven't won a playoff game in a long time. They are going to want some answers. Um, they got Matt Canada out of you know out of there out of his position uh, earlier. Things still haven't changed. It's Mason Rudolph this week. You know this goes to you know, like the point that I was saying earlier about coaches getting the most out of the situations. Um, Joe Burrow's out for the year. And I had some, you know, questions about Zach Taylor. Huge kudos to Zach Taylor for being able to get some wins with Jake Browning in there. Why is Zach Taylor able to get, you know, some stuff out of Jake Browning that the Steelers entire staff can't get out of anybody they have at the quarterback position? You know, it's not like, you know, they don't have T Higgins and Jamar Chase in Pittsburgh. But it's not like they have what the Chiefs have at wide receiver, you know. Right. George Pickens is a talented player. Uh, off the field stuff is questionable, like we talked about. But Deontay Johnson's a good player. Pat, Pat Fryermuth. Um, just it's weird in Pittsburgh right now. Um, and this is this is just kind of what they've become. And by saying that, yeah, that that gives a lot of legs to the Tomlin being out of their uh, thing. So. Um, I said it last week. I needed to see it again from Jake Browning. He showed it uh, again. Um, I do feel like there is going to be the come crashing down to earth moment from a backup like him, but kudos to Browning. He's, I think he's made himself a lot of money over the next few years based off how he's played the last couple of games. I'll, 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 I, I want to say, I guess I'm going to take the Bengals, but there is a part of me that thinks there could be a bounce back spot, but. I don't know if I have the, the stones to go there, Blaine. Yeah, I want to have the stones because I had the stones last week and it was dead wrong. Like, I just that's how lost a Steelers team is. Like, it's not the same usual Steelers bounce back team that they, I just don't think they're capable of doing it anymore because they're just so completely different than they have been, especially when you're going to a guy like Mason Rudolph. Like, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't bet that. I can't. Oh. I'm not going to. The problem. Jamar Chase, what he separate his shoulder? I think he's still questionable. If he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. I've seen he's sucks. out. Blaine. Yeah, I've seen he's out. There was like a today they said he's still maybe, but yeah, he's got to be out. You're right. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I I I don't know. I I got to go Bengals. I just like I said, I'm not putting my money on the Steelers anymore. Saturday night football. Hell is traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Bills are 12-point favorites on the road. Um, the Chargers are a disgrace to the NFL. I mean, they are a, they're a pathetic joke. 63 points allowed uh, against the Raiders, and I know that some of that was a defensive score on a sick one-handed touchdown catch by a defensive back. Um, you know, when you see other teams around the league catch the football like that, it really makes you wonder why the Chiefs can't. But nonetheless... 
Unfortunately, I think the Bills have a very favorable uh, matchup here. 12's a lot, but man, the Chargers look like they just quit last week. I think it's Kellen Moore is the interim head coach for the Chargers. Um, Easton Stick is obviously not the answer. Um, and it just goes back to kind of the, the theme on the show tonight. Good coaches are bad coaches. Good franchises are bad franchises. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I didn't think Easton Stick was going to go out there and score 35 last week, but my Lord. I mean, something something better than that, some sort of better performance than that. And the Chargers are a joke. Unfortunately, I think hell rolls here, and they're going to be 9-6. and six, And that matchup with, with Miami, the last game of the season, is going to be sick for the AFC East, unfortunately. So I'm going Bills, Blaine. Yeah, I'm going Bills, too. They're going to be able to run the football because the Chargers can't stop the run. And, well, they can't stop the pass either. Now, I got to go backwards. I, I completely screwed this up uh, on the New Orleans Saints side of the football, saying they gave up the 28th most receiving yards in the last five games. It's actually polar opposite. Like, they were giving up the 28th least. So, I fucked that up real bad. But they've played four backups in the last five. I still stand on Matthew Stafford throwing it across the yard on him. Okay. Sure, reason sure. why I bring reason why I bring it up. I'm looking at the same stat sheet. The Chargers have allowed the most passing yards in the NFL this season by a long shot. Um, six most receptions. And it's just all across the board. It's green, 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 green. Like their secondary is terrible and they can't stop the run. They have Easton Stick as their quarterback. And they're going to get dominated in this football game. Buffalo guys, wow. So, wow. Uh, I, I, James Cook went for, what, 179? If they can yeah. run the football, if they make the playoffs, that's a, not a team I want to see. Oh, I want to see them. I don't. I'd Adam, rather not. I would, I would love to, but I'd rather not. We should have beaten that's them. We should have beaten them. Right, right. We, we're very capable of, but I'll play the Browns instead. You know? <laughs> Are you guys like? Is there more there? Or are we? How that, are we doing? I'm gonna mean that pissed me off. But <laughs> I mean, we okay. Pause. You would rather play the Bills and the Browns right now in the playoffs? No, no. You're right. Yeah, right. When you say it like that, I think maybe it was just the way you said it. Uh, it really pissed me off. But when you break it down like that, I, I feel a little bit better. Chandler is the biggest Bills hater in the world. It's it, it, obviously he wears it. I think he Chandler, you just want another shot. You just want some redemption to play him like play him again. Dude, how fucking sick would that be for them to come back and then we beat them in the playoffs again? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, As a competitor, true. you you've got to want that. I want that back. Oh, yeah. I would I would I would do <laughs> some things for that. Well, uh James Cook, yeah, he he's been what's revitalized. God. Chandler, you, you you mentioned earlier the uh, interim head coach. It's actually a guy named Giff Smith. G I F F is their interim, uh, and then their interim GM is JoJo Wooden. So that's what's going on uh, with the Chargers. Listen to let's see if I can find this stat. Make of this what you will. Again. Chargers, of course, lost by 42 points last week to the Raiders. They are currently, uh, would you say, 12 and a half? 12. Underdog, 12, underdogs. 12. Double-digit underdogs that lost by 35-plus points the week prior over the last 20 years are 19-4-1 against the spread. <laughs> wow. 
that's some pretty good data there that um, I'm not going to use to bet because I'm going to take the Bills too. Uh, Keenan Allen, DNP with a heel injury. Easton stick absolutely sucks. Uh, and this, you know, I don't, I don't really buy the, we have an interim coach bounce back spot. Um, not here, especially not with the chargers. I think this is a team that's going to look really different next year. Harbaugh rumors, Belichick rumors for their coach next year. Um, obviously, you know, it's an enticing spot for a coach because Los Angeles, you play indoors, uh, Herbert's your quarterback. But there are a ton of issues on this roster, a lot of aging players and a culture that does not exist. So the Chargers are, uh, as you said, Chandler, uh, we said, well, an embarrassment to the league. They've been that for a long time. I hate the Bills, but I'll take them. I have one weird like juju around this game. I'll make it quick. But like Buffalo Bills fan, one of my best friends in the office, said he's more scared of this game than the last two. I was like, are you kidding me? Why? He just has a feeling. Around that Buffalo Bills team, that's usually right, which I don't like. And then, too, do we really know how bad Easton Stick is, or was or was the Raiders drumming just that ridiculous to where we just washed out his entire football game? It could be okay, it could be serviceable. That's probably right, but yeah, you never know. So you never know. I don't know. So you think that his performance against a bad defense is going to he be? He didn't three touchdowns, one pick, seventy one completion. 71% completion percentage. Like it wouldn't down 63. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. How can you might have taken their foot off the gas? Right. But how can you really tell? That's what I'm saying. You never know. Something could happen. Yeah, you're right. Honestly, unfortunately, go chargers, I guess. Right. I mean, go chargers. Yeah. We're cheering for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Christmas Eve. Santa's coming to town. We're starting with the green Bay Packers and the Carolina Panthers disgusting game uh green bay you know they obviously um won the super bowl with a sunday night football victory over the kansas city chiefs because since then they have been horrible on a two-game losing streak since then and have lost in bad fashion both weeks um i think it continues not this week uh carolina wins nine to seven last week against atlanta correct let's make sure i have that right yeah that's Good for them, I guess. Um, if you're a Bears fan, you're certainly rooting for Green Bay this week because you want Carolina to have the one seat or the one pick. So Green Bay five point favorites on the road. I think you have to take them here. I think you're crazy if you don't. But I do feel like kind of crazy Panthers plus two hundred on the money line. If you're like a if you're a freak, Johnny always uses that um, that phrase uh, for for games like this. I mean, the Panthers could win. Green Bay's defense looked terrible last week, guys. It looked horrible. If Bryce Young could put something together, I mean, not out of the realm of possibility. So Green Bay's going to win five points. I think they cover it. But if you're a freak, this is Johnny. Nice. Impressive. Good buddy of mine. Uh, Okay. It's a perfect description. Like you're you're a freak if you if you bet some of these teams, but you know, I mean, sometimes being a freak's good. You know, shout out to Stephen A. Smith; he says that all the time. Like sometimes you gotta be a freak. So, um, I have a good buddy that is a diehard Packers fan, and he is down in the dumps. You know, they were they were a 
one of the one of if not the hottest team in football there for a bit with some really good wins and now back to back terrible losses. Their record six and eight. I mean, a very outside shot they they make the playoffs, but that's going to be super tough. Um, a great spot for them here. There's going to be probably seventeen mild mannered Charlotte charlatans at this game. Um, a lot of Packers. You can go to this, go to this game. It's going to be full of Packers fans. Tickets are probably fifty cents, like they were last week. Um, I. I still think that the Packers are fine with Jordan Love. Uh, it's very shocking to me, but um, the defense is is their problem. Can't off the top of my head think of their defensive coordinator's name, but my buddy thinks he you know if someone's going to go, it's it's going to be him. Uh, Lafleur is obviously a good coach, and so I mean, there's some good things going for the Packers. I think they still have a long way to go. Obviously, they beat our Chiefs. I mean, I think I think they win uh, in this spot. Five, I think they can cover that too. One thing I will say about the Panthers, um, they did win the, that game last week. They didn't score a touchdown. Bryce did. I. I it's uh, whatever. Bryce. Whatever. I can't do this anymore. Um, if there is one silver lining, here's some fantasy football advice for you. I've been eliminated from three out of my four leagues. I have one that's still going. Um, if you're looking for, if you're in a running back desperation spot. Right now, the Panthers gave Chuba Hubbard 24 touches in their last game. 22 carries, two catches. They paid a ton of money to Miles Sanders, and that doesn't matter. Like, they like giving the ball to Chuba Hubbard. Is he the most dynamic player? No. But if you're in a pinch, if you need something, if you need a DFS play and you like volume, Chuba Hubbard is somebody on a bad team that's getting a ton of opportunity. And maybe somebody to take for an anytime touchdown if you're a sick a sick freak too. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I also like the over. Speaking of touchdowns, I, I 36 and a half. I looked at no weather, 60 degrees. I know these two teams kind of well, not really doing the hottest on the offensive side of the football, especially Green Bay after Watson went down. They're all right, but I just I don't think it's explosive there. And then I think the defense on the other end it's not helped, as you said. So two bad defenses. I mean, I, I, I think Jordan Love is just this is his game here against Carolina. Bryce Young, two young stars. It's kind of a fun little matchup. I'll be watching because of it. I, I think it's just a Jordan Love football game. I think he has to take over, and I think he will. And I think the five is covered, and I think Green Bay should roll. And, and Carolina is hungover. Like they're. They went out. They have fun. They're enjoying that win. They're not going to come bounce back and give a shit about the Packers. Two and 12. This, they won last week. They don't need to win this week. That's a great point, Blaine. Seattle is going to travel to the Music City to take on the Tennessee Titans. Ew. Seattle with an awesome win on Monday Night Football, though. Man, it was fun. And Philly is just burning right in front of our eyes as well. Another team that beat the chiefs and now their season is, is just crumbling before them. Um, you know, Drew Locke goes on a game winning drive. I've actually fun fact golf with Drew. He's really good friends with figured out podcast listeners, Zach Drake and Michael Briggs. And we had a, we uh, golfed a, a two V two scramble. It was a lot of fun. Great guy. Um, but I hate Mizzou, but good to see the dude uh, do well. Um, what do you get? What do you get back this week? How do you handle that in Seattle? Do you roll with Drew? 
or do you bring back Gino? It looked like Gino could have played or would have played if needed, obviously, in the game on Monday night, but Drew played well enough to get the win. Seattle 7-7, seven and seven, they need this game bad, guys. They need this game bad to stay because they have a hunt or they're in the hunt a little bit. I think they're in a better spot than Green Bay right now, especially with a win. And so it's going to be interesting what the Titans can do um, to slow down the Seattle attack because, like, all of a sudden, you know, on Monday night, they went to DK and they won the football game. Like, I think Seattle has that in them to just go to guys like DK, and I like the way Kenneth Walker can run the football. I think they're in a better spot in their season. This is a great coaching matchup, Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel. Um I'm going to go with the road team here. I think it's kind of a, a gamble, obviously, but I'm taking Seattle minus two and a half here, and I'm rolling with the hotter team. Um, Blaine. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm going with uh, Seattle as well. It, it's a close wow. one, but I really think they're the better football team, as you're saying. I, I thought so for a while, and I've just been waiting for Seattle to put everything together. I mean, I, th- I think that momentum from last week, Pete Carroll, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him fired up in the locker room. It was awesome. Like that team needed that win. That's a playoff pushing football team. Now, Tennessee on the other end, on the very, very outside looking at what? Do they even have a chance, Johnny? I don't know if you have some playoff predictors. They're eliminated. Yeah. So that's as simple as that, really. I mean, I hate to be that basic, but Seattle needs this football game. Tennessee doesn't. and, And I think Seattle's better. I'll take two and a half. I'll take a field goal. If I missed it at the beginning, apologies. Did you say if they've is Tannehill or Levis? I have not heard. Not so heard Levis didn't he didn't practice today is what I read earlier uh, this afternoon, and so you know it's it, it, like Tannehill would probably be the best backup quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one if not one of them. So I, I think, regardless, actually, you know. It, uncertainty at both sides for quarterback. You know, I, it, 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 Gino is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. I don't give a shit that Drew Locke went to Mizzou, and I'm a Jayhawk. That was so awesome to hear him talk after that game. Yep. Really well spoken. The message was awesome. The support from Gino to him, him to Gino. Um, and then, of course, with Pete Carroll at the top, you know, one thing you can absolutely count on is that no matter what's going on, highs or lows, there is a healthy locker room in Seattle. That is one thing you can always count on, and that's because it starts at the top with Pete. Um, and oldest coach in the league, he's healthy, spry, fired up with the boys in the locker room. He's just an inspirational person to watch, coach. It, you know, if you love football, you can't dislike Pete Carroll. I, I, I love watching that guy coach. And um, if Seattle, in my opinion, this offseason, like, like what if Seattle in the draft added Jaden Daniels or something like, you know, something super fun to go with this young athletic core that they have of playmakers? You know, maybe Jaden Daniels never figures it out, but I mean, he's a touchdown scorer, like, or one of these other guys that's, that's, young and fun i think that would be an awesome move for seattle to do um they're a really fun team to follow and to watch and i absolutely think that they are trending in a direction um that tennessee is not and so um i'll take i'll take seattle here that was an awesome game against philly it'd be sick if they drafted michael Penix 
bring the Seattle kid back to Seattle, huh? I mean, I know he went to Indiana first, but played for Washington, obviously, back in the Pacific Northwest. Probably be a great guy for the franchise to rally around. Yeah. Pressure, I know, but. And is this, just tell me if I'm an idiot. Um, I, I think, I think of penis every time I read his last name. Yeah. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I mean, it's one letter Michael off. Pe- his name's Michael Penis. Yeah. It's, it's one letter off, so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I mean it's not a, it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess, to say. Um okay, moving forward. Great, great call, Johnny. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns are going to take on the Houston Texans. Um Houston season from hell. Um, what looked like a really promising season is just crashing in front of them. I do think it's interesting that it's minus two and a half Cleveland. I figured it'd be a little bit higher, but I think it's Cleveland's quarterback situation. Um, but I feel like Flacco could go down there and win this football game. Um, I think Houston is a team that's playing with not a lot of confidence right now. I think they kind of see the writing on the wall that's just not their year yet. I think they got a lot of promise, but some big injuries, Stroud up in the air. Um, it's Cleveland all the way here for me. I don't think we have to overthink it. I think that whoever uh, – is it Keenum? Keenum started last week for Houston. The Browns are going to eviscerate him. They are going like literally Miles Garrett is going to to make him disappear. Um, and it's it's all Cleveland here. They win this game with defense and controlling the football. Cleveland, Johnny. Yeah, Cleveland for me too. Didn't Case Keenum play for the Browns? So I mean, revenge game? Question mark? You know? Did he? Uh, no. I think so. I'm, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm almost ninety percent sure. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Love it. Yeah, revenge game for sure then, Johnny. Yeah, um no, it's uh it it it's it's the Browns for me. Even though Texans don't have Stroud, they are playing for so much in this spot. Uh D'Amico, another candidate for coach of the year, um has got those guys fired up, flying around making plays. They were down, I believe, I think it was 13 nothing in that last game before coming back and, and winning um, in dramatic fashion. But just to me, this is a different animal. Um, no disrespect to the, the the Titans defense, but this is this defense is unbelievable um, for the Browns. Uh, yeah, not not too much analysis from me, guys. It's 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 Cleveland. Yeah, it's uh, I hate to be on the same side, but it's it's just a fact. I'd, the problem I have is if you get beat 30 to 6 to the Jets two weeks ago, I cannot, I cannot just confidently bet you. You lose your two best players, and then that happens. I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Tajay Spears only had 30 rushing yards last week. You know, Derrick Henry got stifled, but I think that's more so Tennessee's bad offensive line of why Houston was able to get away to win that football game. I think Cleveland is a more put together team, put together offense. Um, then both the Jets and the Texans, who they've seen in their last two. And I think it just could kind of be a finally like, okay, D'Amico, great, great year. But if you don't have your best player, you just can't. And it's all, the thread's getting real, real thin. Ice is getting thin, and it's going to break Cleveland. Cleveland O-line banged up too, though. Something to monitor. Yeah, We're true. on their third-string guys up and down that offensive line last week. So make sure you keep that in mind. Um the Indianapolis Colts are going to go to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Interesting number here, Atlanta coming off a 9-7 to defeat to the, uh, excuse me, to the Carolina Panthers. 
one-point favorites at home against the Indianapolis Colts who are coming off a 30-13 to point win against the Steelers last Saturday. Now, I know Michael Pittman's going to be out. Um, took a nasty hit. I can't imagine he plays Sunday, but geez. Am I missing something here, boys? Hopefully you guys can fill me in, but I'm just going to say how I feel. Indianapolis is playing way better football than Atlanta. There is no reason why the Colts aren't going to go to Atlanta and win this football game, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think they're just they're just the better football team. I think that they go down there. Falcons changing their quarterback again. I think it's Heineke this week. Um, Colts defense is is good. I think the Colts are good. They're eight and six. They need this game. They win this game. I think that they're pretty comfortably locking up a playoff spot. Don't know where the number is going to be, but it feels like they could be in. And let's be let's play the game here. If the Colts and the Jaguars, and they've already played twice, but if they played each other right now to win the AFC South, who wins? The Jags. I'm going Colts. No. Colts play the Jags better, and especially if it was an in Indy. And so you can say whatever you want. I think the Colts go to Atlanta and win this game, no problem, Blaine. Yeah, I, I um I, I like the fact that well, actually I don't like it, honestly. I think Arthur Arthur Smith is a, a just a terrible head coach, and I think he's gonna get fired. I was gonna say I like the fact that he's on the hot seat, but I just can't really spin it that way. They're bad, and you just lost to Carolina and yeah, I think the Colts are a better football team. They've got after the quarterback quite a bit. Heineke, I think, is the better option, so it makes me want to kind of go Atlanta, but I don't like that line. I think if there was, like, plus three Atlanta, and they're, what, favored by – They're favored by a point. One? Yeah. Point favorites. So I th- I got to go Indianapolis. I think they're going to be able to get after them, and, um, yeah, simple. <laughs> simple. <laughs> Yeah, I, this line doesn't make any sense. I'm with you guys on all of that. Colts are 15-2 and two in their history against the Falcons. Falcons haven't beaten the Colts since 1998. Um, that, that, that shit to me matters. Yeah, this this is a matchup I feel like we don't get very often. Nope. I don't know why. Yeah, we don't get this a lot. So um, they benched Ritter for the second time this year. Uh, this That guy sucks. Arthur Smith's seat's super hot. Totally agree with that. Um, and the Colts, to me, are playing better football. Um, a huge, a huge, you know, huge playoff implications on the line for Indianapolis and another coach in Shane Steichen that is maximizing the most out of this roster with Anthony Richardson, of course, being out for the season. Every one of these teams, and, and we haven't gotten to their game yet, right? But every one of these teams that I'm seeing, the, the that we've gone through with these coaches, the Browns, the Bengals, the 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 Colts, uh, other teams. Make me think the Jets are the biggest. The Jets and the Chargers are the biggest joke in the entire league. Bigger than the more of a joke than the Panthers, more of a joke than Washington. Th- th- those teams are so pathetic that they can't, you know, that they have all these excuses and still uh, continue to fail when all, all these other teams have plenty of excuses and still succeed. So give me the Colts in this spot. Um, even though I agree with you guys too that, that Heineke is, is the better option, but there's going to be a new quarterback in Atlanta next year. There just has to be. And speaking of the New York Jets, the New York Jets are going to host the Washington Commanders on Sunday afternoon. What a weird game. Jets three-point favorites. The Commanders coming off a game in which they went to L.A. and I thought actually played pretty well. I mean, they were in that game for moments, um, lose by eight out there. I think this is going to be an interesting game for them just traveling pretty – just just right up the road, really. Um 
I like the commander for some reason in this spot, Blaine. I think maybe you can talk me into it or at least back me up here because I think that they have the better quarterback in this spot, right? I mean, they, yeah. better, they have the better quarterback. I don't really know why or how, but their defense is kind of okay. I don't think it's great, but it can if it shows up, um, I think it's tough for the Jets to do anything offensively right now. Um, I think it's the commanders plus three. Plus three? That seems disrespectful. I know they're four and ten, but my God, the Jets are bad. The Jets yeah. are bad. Um, yeah. So I'm taking the Washington here. Yeah, I mean the Jets lost to Atlanta a couple weeks ago. They're they're bad. So <laughs> yeah, man. Though roster wise, I, I I think New York is more talented than than Washington. Simply, Derek McLaurin finally got going last week. Can this Washington passing attack get going a little bit against this Jets defense? Well, the Jets just got thirty hung on them by Miami. What? what how are they going to respond? Um, I, I like the response. I think I think Salah can do that. I think he's a a man of the locker room to get them to turn the right way rather than Riverboat. I think Riverboat made a decision last week not going for two that really hurt them, and I, he's on his way out. He's on his way out yesterday, and I think the Jets are going to win this football game. Just a hard nosed, low scoring. Not much there. Boring-ass football game that I'm really not going to spend a lot of time watching, if any. What in the hell was Rivera doing in that spot? They were down 14. They got the ball close. um, And then they took like three minutes on the clock to get one yard. No, no, no... um, no urgency, no, no, nothing like that. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a, in this day, in 2023, with all we know to not go for two there at the beginning, just was a stone-brained, dead-in-the-water, lame-duck coach move. I mean, that is the definition of okay, boomer. Uh, that was that was pathetic to see that, and it made so much sense, and the kick got blocked. It it was it was poetry for that to happen in, in the way that it did. Um, great call on the Terry McLaurin thing. Good to see him going. Super frustrating season for him. He's going to look great in the Chiefs jersey next year. He's going to yeah. look really good in the Chiefs jersey. They got you got the in with Eric Bieniemy. He's owed a ton of money next year. I think he's twenty nine years old. That screams exactly what the Chiefs did with Tyron Matthew. Trade for him, sign him to a three-year extension, rip up the contract, and Terry McLaurin is there next to Rasheed Rice next year uh, in Kansas City. Can't wait for that to happen. Johnny Rowe told you that first. I've been telling you that actually since before this season started that Terry McLaurin was going to be a Kansas City Chief. I might have just been a season off. Um, I already said it about the Jets. They're a mess. Did you guys see this today? Aaron Rodgers, we all knew he wasn't going to play. You've heard all the talking heads on TV talk about this. Um, a lot of people tell me, I think Chandler's told me, that I should be a guy who likes Aaron Rodgers. And and maybe if I were like 24 years old, and it, it, I, I would like Aaron Rodgers a lot more. But here I am today. I cannot stand this guy. The amount of attention that he brings upon himself and away from his football team is absolutely ridiculous. The fact this charade that he's gone on to say to people that to try to trick them into thinking that he's going to play when we all knew he wasn't going to play um, is is flat out embarrassing. And then today, apparently, even though he's not going to play this season, his words and Salah's words, they are using a roster spot for Aaron Rodgers on this team at the expense of their fullback. 
They cut their fullback today to have this guy on the roster. And now they might be doing some roster gymnastics, right? They'll probably get the fullback onto the practice squad, put him onto the roster, blah, 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 what all this stuff. Rodgers probably wants that to get him some money. But it just shows you this is all some big Rodgers fest charade. Oh, I'm going to cut, you know, I'm going to come over to your team. And all I care about is the team. But in order to come to your team, I'm going to bring my buddies who suck at football now, Cobb and Lazard and the rest of these guys. And uh, I got hurt, but I'm going to I'm gonna act like I'm coming back to give everybody this, this sense that we have a chance. Once Rodgers gets back, let's just get there. He was never coming back. And oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take less money or give cut a check back to the team so they can spend some money elsewhere to get Dalvin Cook and you know, this is all bullshit. The Jets are a fucking embarrassment to the league, and the only reason that Robert Sala is saying stuff like you know praising Aaron Rodgers is so that at the end of the season when Woody Johnson starts cutting people and firing people because you know he's pissed off when he starts doing that shit. And he, and he tries to get rid of Hackett, but Rodgers won't let him. And he goes to Sala and wants to get rid of him too. Sala's been stroking Rodgers' dick enough that Rodgers is going to be like, nope, you got to keep Sala too for one more year, for one more year. This is what happens when you let the players run the team. And the Jets are an embarrassment. They've been the biggest embarrassment in the league for a number of years, and they continue to do that. So there's my rant about the pathetic New York Jets. If we have any New York Jets listeners, I know that was probably hard to listen to, but I guarantee you, you agree with every word I just said. The Detroit Lions are going to go to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings in a big NFC North showdown. The Vikings went to Cincinnati last week, competed really well with Nick Mullins as their quarterback, lost by three in overtime. Um, back home this week, three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. I think that's interesting. With the Lions coming off an impressive win against Denver, we talked about it last week. It was a big game for both Denver and Detroit. Detroit flat out took care of business like a team that is, has the aspirations of Detroit would do. Um, it was an impressive performance. Laporta, um, I've said this at least three different episodes since Taylor joined us in the uh, week one preview, but I mean, he was very right about Sam Laporta. Um, I don't think that he envisioned this was going to be his level, but he was like, this guy's going to be a really big part of this team. And he's, I mean, he's certainly a pro bowler, I would think at this point. And he, I, if it was, if he played wide receiver and he was putting up the same numbers he was, I think that he, I think he's in the running for offensive rookie of the year. I think as a tight end, he's not going to win it, but man, he's had a good year. They find him all the time. Goff loves him. Um, Bat in a dome, weather won't be an issue. Golf loves domes, obviously. I think Lions minus three and a half is a perfect number. And I'm taking the Lions here. Um, they're the better football team. I think that the Lions are going to be able to uh I think they can carve up this defense. I think the Brian Flores thing. Now, this could be a Brian Flores game where he just makes life hell, especially at home. But on paper, it's Detroit for me. Detroit minus three and a half. Give it to me. I'll take the Lions, Blaine. I kind of like – I don't know why I'm talking myself into it, but I like Minnesota here. It's well, Of course you do. Yeah, I mean, it's I got to stick to my word for the last couple of years, for the preseason, what the Lions have done recently. And, guys, I saw so much Nick Mullins hate because he threw just a stupid, idiotic interception, like just horrible one play. But to outside of that one play, really second quarter and on, he played a great football game. 
threw the ball where he needed to, went through his reads, very positive interactions with the players. You could tell he was respected. He's been there for a while. And I think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to be great, but I think it's going to work against this Detroit Lions defense. I mean, Detroit Lions have not played great over the last four weeks defensively. And I I don't know if Jared Goff can get it going against Brian Flores, who has his number. Jared Goff, 0 for 2 with one touchdown pass and three picks in his two starts versus Brian Flores. That's a stat. Minnesota wearing their white on white, white out jerseys for the second time in franchise history, a game for the NFC North. This game has been circled all season long for both of these football teams because they envisioned it would come down to this. And now Detroit's like, oh shit, it's really coming down to this. And the Vikings are very excited that it is coming down to this. Vikings got momentum, guys, and I think Mullins can get it done. I like what O'Connell can do with the backup that he knows and that that offense still has weapons. Give me Vikings. If the Vikings didn't blow that game last week, the this game it would be the eight and six Vikings versus the nine and five Lions, literally for first place in the division. These teams play each other uh, this week and then two weeks from now, the last. They play two out of the next three weeks. Um, the ten and four a- Lions, Johnny. Ten and four Lions. No, I, I'm saying if if okay, if the Lions would have lost to. Oh. The- Sorry, yeah, I left that out. No good call. If the Lions would have lost to the uh, Broncos and the Vikings wouldn't have blown that game, uh, then this would be for the division. Um, yeah. For the division right here. So the Vikings still have a chance. O'Connell, of course, getting a lot out of this this roster given the, the injury to Kirk Cousins. Great call on Flores because initially I thought this was going to be a slaughter by the Lions. Now I'm a little bit reluctant on that because that's a great call the vikings need their fan base so badly here they have to make that building shake in this spot something that uh something that i don't feel great though about the vikings for in this spot um is how well jameer gibbs is playing yeah he just pops he He finally did too yeah He's different. He's different. The way how fast he is, um, dynamic. Yeah, he's a really good player. And you know, early in the season, right? Uh, we we were uncertain of how he would be used. There were comments before that Chiefs game uh, that Ben Johnson was saying that he's like our best downfield threat. Well, why would you say that about a a, a running back? Anyways, it, it's really good for them how he's playing. I think Jamison Williams had like seven targets last week. So good to see him kind of taking that wide receiver two role from Josh Reynolds. Um, I know you, you know the Lions would want him to do that. Obviously, Amon Ra is really good. Blaine, I don't think I can go with you here, even though I really yeah. do respect it. I, I'm going to go with the Lions in this spot. Um yeah, yeah. I'll go with the Lions in this spot in a game that I'm really excited to watch. And I'm, through my whole spiel, I didn't really take into consideration that they just drummed the Broncos, who I think is a great football team. So, yeah, uh, I'm still sticking with it, but <laughs> I'm not as confident. A battle of Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to travel south to take on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay guys minus one here at home, coming off an impressive win last week against the Packers. We talked about it in Lambeau. Um, I don't think we got our visual of Tampa Bay wide receivers being 
um, shirtless before the game in Green Bay. I don't think it might have been. It might not have been cold enough for that. And hopefully they read the room on that. It's kind of a bad move. We saw Seattle do that last year on Christmas Eve in Kansas City, I believe. Maybe it was even was it Christmas Day last year? Maybe guys against Seattle when they did that or Christmas Eve. I think it was Eve. I'm almost positive it was Eve. It was cold. It was very cold that day. Regardless, um, it won't be cold in Tampa. Tampa playing better football than Jacksonville. Jacksonville, as I said in my Week 15 takeaway, I think they're super fake. I think this is a bad spot for Jacksonville to go down here. Tampa Bay obviously needs this game, and if they win this game, I think they have the NFC South locked up. Um, Baker's got a ton of confidence. Their weapons are on fire. Um, All the question marks with Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence can't stay healthy. I think it's a great – I think it's a perfect spot for Tampa Bay. I'm taking Jacksonville. Jacksonville plus one. I think somehow they're the better football team in this spot. They're desperate for a win here. They must win this football game. Um, the eight and seven Jaguar or the excuse me. Yeah, the eight and seven Jaguars that lose this game. Nobody wants that in Jacksonville. I think that Doug Peterson's a better coach than Todd Bowles. And for that, I'm taking Jacksonville here. I really am. Um, maybe a bit of a roll of the dice here, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Jags, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, I'm entertaining the Jags, but I'm wanting to take Tampa Bay here. It's crazy seeing Baker have a perfect passer rating at Lambeau. That was freaking – Ball. They haven't been using Chris Godwin, and they fed him last week, and he had a great game. Um, side note, another guy I'd love to see in a Chiefs jersey next year would be Chris Godwin if plan one of the other plans fail. Uh I think he's a really good player. So, yeah, and there's a ton of playoff implications for both teams here. Tampa Bay has got the division uh, in their hands right now. They're wanting to continue that. You know, if, if, uh, based off of either result from New Orleans on Thursday, that of course sweetens the deal for, for Tampa Bay, incentivizes how, how they want to approach it. Um, so yeah, a ton for them there and obviously a ton for the Jaguars. The number one thing to monitor is Trevor Lawrence's status. Did not, did not practice today with the concussion. We've seen, you know, Purdy cleared earlier in the year and then played, but apparently um, this was in the fourth quarter when Trevor Lawrence sustained this. I didn't notice it during the game, but I think that for me is, is the number one thing uh, to monitor here. And, you know, if he can't go, it's C.J. Beathard, and that's not good for them, so – uh, I'm going to take Tampa. I like Tampa in this spot. I think Jag- the Jags are reeling, and the Jags to me don't seem like a team that, when they're reeling, like has the the stuff to to get it back. But I could be wrong. They better. I mean, or else they're sniffing outside of a playoff spot because this race continues to get closer. <laughs> you better reel it in. You better figure out if you got something on the hook. Trevor Lawrence, if he plays, I mean, that's obvious here. But if he plays, I think it's a get-back game for him. I think it's a get-back game for the Jags just because Tampa Bay is that bad defensively against the pass. They're allowing 17 points per game through the air in the last 10, 30th in the league. Allowed a 66 completion percentage, 27th in the league. Eight yards of pass, 31st in the league, and a 4% touchdown rate over that space. It's just I don't think Tampa Bay can can keep up with some of the weapons that Jacksonville has. It's one of the better offensive teams in the AFC. They just haven't been able to put it together. Um, Evan Ingram, gimme, ETN, gimme, Zay. I mean, just across the yard, they're just better than um, than Tampa Bay is. Now, Baker has been playing phenomenal football. I think it could be close. But I like Jacksonville to turn over Baker more than I do 
Tampa's defensive turnover, Trevor. And oh, I see this stat here again. Let me scroll up. I had a red Tampa Bay 0-6 against teams with a winning record, and that's because of their defense. They can't stop anybody. Yeah, that's actually a great stat. Um, okay. Awesome matchup here at the 325 slate start. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go to South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins minus one and a half coming off a trouncing of the New York Jets last week. Um, no Tyreek Hill last week for the Dolphins. Very interesting to see Jalen Waddle just go off. You would think that even with Tyreek back, they would use Jalen Waddle more, but it seems like when it's Tyreek, it's Tyreek. And the other guys are kind of struggling to get touches. But I think if they can figure out a way to get both of them going, that's obviously dangerous. Dallas coming off of a an embarrassing performance last week in Buffalo. Um, typical Dallas. Typical Dallas. Dak looked horrible. Um, they couldn't do anything defensively, honestly. Buffalo had their way. And like we mentioned, James Cook on the ground. Dolphins can run the football. I think they run the I think they try to run the football a ton and set up some play action with Tua. Get some crossing patterns with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek, and I think this is gonna. This is a dangerous, dangerous spot for Dallas. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins here. Most of the time, when I set things up like that, I like to go the opposite. I think Dolphins are a better play here. I think the AFC is so much better than the NFC. I think the NFC is clearly San Francisco and everybody else. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's close to them. I'm going Dolphins here. Back to back losses for the Cowboys in the AFC East this week, Blaine. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins as well, and I don't like to because I'm so, I'm so high on Dallas. But if you get right, like you're saying, Dolphins can run the football again here. Why are they not going to try to um, give up 180 yards? I'm going to pound the rock down your throat and let then, oh, guess what? I got Waddle down the seam, and I got a healthy Tyreek probably back down the seam to add to that with Deron Bland and some of these guys that have just have shown flashiness of cutting off out routes but not down the field. I just don't – I. I I don't think they're good enough to beat Miami with these weapons. Bad, bad spots back-to-back for Dallas against two AFC teams. So well said against AFC. is just so much better, and it's going to be proven. Well said, Chandler. Cowboys 3-4 and four on the road, 7-0 seven and, seven and oh at, at home. Okay, they're on the road. I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins. Weather conditions look to be really good. Um, I have actually not watched any of the in-season hard knocks. I think it's because I can't bring myself to watch another another like rival of the Chiefs, you know, right now with the playoffs coming up, but I've watched some of the clips and I really like Mike McDaniel. There was one that came out today of him kind of like, you know, taking ownership in front of the team and just the way he talks is just not how you the coach would talk. It's how a coordinator, a, a grad assistant would talk to the team. Um, but it works because he's an offensive genius and they're winning a lot of football games. And so um, I like Mike McDaniel and I, I like the Dolphins in this spot. Side non-football note, I saw that like Tyreek has like his third woman this year that is coming forward that he's had a child with. And he just got engaged to somebody who is not one of those three women. Keep in mind, he has at least three children with the woman that all the controversy was with. So that's at least six children that we know of. It's like he's going for the the Cromartie record. I had no idea uh, about right this. There. I really had yeah. no idea. I didn't either. 
Yeah, Tyreek, uh, it's like you're the third different woman this year that's coming forward, you know, wanting him to pay like child support and stuff. And he just got engaged to Kenny Vaccaro's sister. And yeah. I, be- I believe they were engaged before he proposed to her when he was in Kansas City. And then that fell through probably because of some infidelity. And maybe she's just like, oh, well, you're rich. I'll marry you, even though you're a piece of shit. So, yeah. Tyreek is such a dumb fuck. You know, keep in mind, he's the, he's amazing at football, unguardable, first ballot Hall of Famer. Not a good dude. So, I'll take the Dolphins here. Unless Trent McDuffie's on him and he smacks him right in the mouth and we take a fumble six for the house. True. Also, one more thing about the Cowboys. I was on them last week. I was like, why in the hell is this line what it is? Why is Buffalo favored? Um, Obviously, it was a stupid thing of me to say. Couldn't have been more wrong. And in hindsight, thinking about it, it was obvious that the Cowboys on the road in a rainy Buffalo, New York, basically Canada. No. (laughs) No. The Cowboys are the Cowboys are so fraudulent, and like it, Dak is who we, th- I, Dak is who we think he is, and they have the opportunity to shut everybody up right here. They do. If they win this, if they win this spot, it erases basically everything we've had so far. But they went to they the Cowboys beat up on all these fucking bad teams at home, and then they go on the road right to Philly and lose, or did they win that one? Anyways, they went on the road to the 49ers and got the fucking doors blown off of them. Then they go on the road to Buffalo and get the doors blown off of them. I think they they split with Philly, right? So, yeah. Um, the Dallas just they have an opportunity to fix all of that here, but like based off of what's happened, <sighs> and you know, logically, how could you how could you think it happens here? Uh, I'm starting to trickle my way over there, Johnny. As you keep saying it, like. Man, like maybe that was the awakening to get run ran through for 180 that you needed to happen to watch the film and fix it. And then their pass defense, top five in the league, and if they get those two things going together. Do you fix a defense that can't stop the run in week 16? Yeah, good. Bad game plan. Buffalo threw the ball 14 times, and they I guarantee you they didn't think that was going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, actually, Joe Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, said that the that wasn't the game plan. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, but, you know. And the Cowboys couldn't fix it mid game, so maybe they do. Raheem Mostert has like I think he has twenty touchdowns on the year. The so, like you have Raheem Mostert pounding the rocks, sprinkle in you know, of course the speed of Waddle and Hill. A Chan's got his touches built in there. Like yeah. this is. It's Dan, a it's a tough task, but yeah. And Dan Quinn, one of the best coordinator. Like this matchup is sweet, sweet, perfect yeah. timing for both these football teams. Really, a really stinky matchup is going to be happening in the windy city. The Arizona Cardinals are going to travel to the Chicago Bears. Bears minus four and a half here. Um, the Bears, man, they looked really good. Uh, that's relative. They looked really good last weekend against the Browns, and just until they didn't. Um, I mean, I think you have to stick with Fields, but gosh, man, gosh, I just I feel bad for Bears fans. I don't know what the answer is there. It it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good right now. Um, especially a bunch of them were talking some seriously foolish stuff about how they were, you know, in the playoff hunt. This is not a playoff team. This is not a playoff team, and neither are the Cardinals. 
This game flat out stinks. I don't care if I don't see any part of this game. I mean, I think this is going to be a bad game. I'm going to hit the Cardinals plus four and a half. I think Chicago can win the football game, but I don't think they win by more than a field goal. This is going to be a weirdly close game. I would imagine a special teams or a defensive score from either side will be in play here. I'm going Cardinals plus four and a half, Bears to win the football game. Johnny? Um, the only thing I have to say about this game is that Trey McBride is an absolute stud for the Cardinals. And I will take the Cardinals plus four and a half. Although the <laughs> The so the Cardinals have three wins. Yeah, I said I said all I was yeah. going to say. That was a lot. That was a lie. The Cardinals are three and eleven, and the Panthers are two and twelve. If the Panthers win their game and the Cardinals lose this game, who who has the first pick in the draft? I don't know. This might this is this is this is and the Bears obviously want the Bears. The Bears might want the Cardinals to win this game so they yeah. have a better chance of getting the first pick. So, yeah, fuck the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to the Bears. I, I think they ran into a shitty situation and spot against that Browns defense as they were getting hot. I think Justin Fields is the guy you can trust back this week to, to put up some more numbers, and I think the Bears can get back on the right track. Their defense has been better. Um, forced three picks last week. I know it was Flacco, but over the last three or four, they've been a lot better. And I I think the Bears are just completely a better football team than Arizona in this spot. And I think that they're going to show it. I Honestly, guys, and I hate to be the, like, shove it in your face, but I think the Bears are going to roll them. Oh, my pick for the Cardinals is because is maybe not – don't take it as betting advice. Right. My pick <laughs> is because of disdain for the Bears franchise. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, Blaine, the confidence that you displayed there in the Bears really kind of made me have a bit of a change of heart, but I'm sticking with my pick. Fair. Pick. But I do think the Bears win. I think the Bears win. I just don't think they cover the four and a half. I really don't. Christmas Eve night, Sunday night football. The New England Patriots are going to travel to Denver. Two teams that are pretty much dead. Um, I mean, Denver is still kind of alive. They have a very low percentage of getting in. Um, but, you know, they have to win this football game. I think they do. Six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. New England, we saw last week, they don't do anything that scares me. I think that their defense played decent against the Chiefs, but I think every defense somehow finds a way to play against the Chiefs because I think they're up for it. Will the New England Patriots travel and be up for this game? I really have a, t- a hard time believing that. Denver, up until Detroit, I mean, guys, we were talking about, you know, Blaine's been on them all year. Um, they were playing well up until Detroit. I think that they I think they bounce back here at home. I think it's a good spot for them. New England is dead. Um, New England, you know, I think New England wants to lose this game. I think they could be in the running for the number one pick if some things, you know, down the stretch here go their way. They could maybe somehow find their way stumbling into it. And so... I'm taking the uh, the Broncos here in this one to get to eight and seven. Blaine. Uh, yeah, I like Denver. I like Denver a lot here. Six and a half. You still are under a touchdown. I think they're I think they're a touchdown better than that New England team we just saw Kansas City measle by. I mean, if Kansas City scores early in that game, we covered it. Measle. But if Kansas City scores in that first drive without that OPI or touchdown, I think that's a 30 plus point football game. I really do. And I think Denver's just – Denver's waiting to take the top off after what happened last week, get back 
to get back on track, they're not that bad. They're not a 30-point loss in Detroit bad. They're going to kill New England. I like six. Measle, Blaine, that was a tough word. I mean, that game was not fun to watch and multiple reasons. We we won, but yeah. You're right. Uh, good weather conditions so far everywhere. That's why I haven't said anything, but just because this is in Denver, you know, good weather conditions in this spot. Uh, cold temperatures in the below freezing, but um, yeah, I, the Patriots are – I mean, the, the Patriots just gave up against the Chiefs at the end. Um, I'm not really sure what they're going to be able to do here. Although, um, Santa Claus is a, a listener of the Figured Out podcast. Shout out Santa Claus. Um, I didn't ask for much this year, but um, if I'm allowed to make a late addition to my Christmas list, a Patriots victory here would be great. Wow. A, a, a meltdown. Um oh. a meltdown by Russ and uh Sean Payton losing his mind and throwing Jared Sidham in there would, would be sick. But um yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get that this year. So makes, I'll pick in. It really makes but. me rethink this, Johnny. Um Saturday night think? or Saturday, yeah, Christmas Eve at seven o'clock. Santa's be Sunday. handing out gifts. Sunday night. You're gonna be handing out gifts, Johnny. Yeah, That's night, right where yeah. wishes come true for Santa. And you, I, I don't know. Santa's I'm, the I'm, homie too. He's I'm now, I'm, now, I'm staying away. I'm staying away. I love Santa. Christmas Day <laughs> afternoon, Santa has slid down the chimney. Gifts have been delivered, and the New York Giants are going to go to Philadelphia in an awesome rivalry matchup. Uh, one of the most classic rivalries in the NFL. Um, this is a great spot for the Eagles. The Giants last week went to San- to New Orleans. Uh, pathetic performance. The DeVito thing's over. I think Philly, this is a great spot for them to bounce back after. They're just burning since the Chiefs, as we've talked about. Uh, Sirianni is such a scumbag. I don't even know how Philadelphia, a city full of scumbags, can cheer for this guy. He's just a He's just a boner over there on the sideline. Chirping at Pete Carroll and stuff during the game. Yelling at you know, yelling at the Chiefs fans after the game, like it was a week nine, week ten, whatever it was, win, dude. Like act like you've been there before. There's a reason why they didn't win the Super Bowl, and it's because his antics are just how do you root for this team? Um, I, I, I don't get it. I a lot of me, 12 is a lot of points, guys. And I was gonna maybe use this for my week 15 takeaway, but I'll say it now before he before he talks about this game. Blaine has been so right about Jalen Hurts, and he has not had a good year this year. He's tied for the lead league in turnovers. Um, Fortunately, I think this is a great spot for them to win this football game and win by a lot of points, and I actually need Jalen Hurts to have a couple rushing touchdowns because I'm in the semifinals of a fantasy league with him him and my quarterback. So I'm going to go Eagles here, minus 12. I think they they kill the Giants. Um, I think somehow their defense looks okay. One thing I will say good about the Eagles, Jalen Carter is a stud. That dude is a freak, bro. That dude is an unbelievable football player in his rookie season. And so nice job, Bears. Yeah, sick. Yeah. I think this <laughs> ricochet shot. A lot of ricochet shots on the Bears this week, but honestly, they deserve it. I think the Eagles roll here. Um, I think that they they cover the spread and and get back to winning ways, Johnny. Oh, I kind of want to take the Giants plus twelve. Philly's lost three in a row. That is so bad. Yeah, and their their coach is such a jack off. 
Um, you never hear any other coaches kind of talking about him. Obviously, you're, you're seeing why. I think his personality is so much different from Jalen Hurts, and he has played terrible this year. But they have invested their future into Jalen, much more than they've invested their future into Nick Sirianni. Um, um, oh, yeah, but, but I mean, factual. Yeah, very factual. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what makes the Jalen thing even more – uh, I guess, what is the word? Like, it'd be tough to swallow for their fans, but um, obvious that he's playing so poorly is the weapons that he has, the offensive line that he has, the receivers and and the tight end that he has, um, the running backs, like, to, to, to not be able to put up points, that is on you, Jalen. That is on you, buddy. And, yes, Shane Steichen is out of there, but come on, like – if you're this guy um, and you got all this money, you, you, you should be able to do it. And Jalen just – it's like the same thing every time with Jalen. Um, yes, he was sick in that game, but it's been like this all year. If that first read's not there, he kind of just like drifts over to the sideline and then just throws it away or dirts the ball. Like the, the creativity is not there. The, the continuing of the play is not there. And so – you know, he had some comments after the game. What did he say, guys? Like, there's no buy-in or something like yeah, that? Like, he said the guys aren't bought in on the team. Um, and so for a team to lose three in a row, I don't know. I it's it, it, You could be right, Chandler, but 12 points, that just sounds super fun to me. The Eagles seem to be pressing. And uh, and, and, and what uh, – I heard this on a competing podcast. Like, what does Sirianni do? Like what's what is it's it's kind of like Dan Campbell like oh well, you know Ben Johnson calls the plays and uh, Aaron Glenn calls the yeah. defense what is uh in the the Lions are winning so no one asks these questions but when you start losing like what what exactly do you do here right now, the defense people were like well they brought Matt they, or oh my gosh they changed the play calling do the defensive call uh, green dot guy to Matt Patricia blah 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 the defense. While bad, you know, terrible secondary, the defense played better. Their offense just flat out right. stinks. Yeah. And so, yeah, Blaine, you've been all over this. The floor is yours. No, I mean, I don't have much to say because I've said it all year. Like, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are not the best football team in the NFC, let alone a top two. Of and course. as simple as that, they're, they're just not. Jalen Hurts, what it's a 61 for 103, one touchdown, two picks in his last three. You're not going to win football games doing that. But it goes back. Like, they're just so I, maybe it is Steichen, guys. Like, Steichen's done a great job in Indianapolis with so predictable is what this Phillies offense is. I mean, if it's third and six, it's a Jalen Hurts draw every time or yep. an out route that's just not completed. And he doesn't have to make difficult throws. And when he's forced to make difficult throws, he can't do it. And he never has in his career. But it's starting to catch on as this Philadelphia Eagles great run gets going towards its real steam. And it loses it because Jalen can't pick it up himself. He cannot be the conductor of this train. He can't. As even with everybody on this defensive end, this defensive front that's so good, this offensive front that's so good, the backside, the leaders of these backsides – Jalen Hurts on the offense and what? Who on the back end of this defense? Are we going to go Darius Slay, James Bradbury? Bradbury oh. got burned four straight passes to lose that football game. Shaq Leonard, did you guys see some of the stuff on him off that game? He looked like he still had a rod stuck up his back. Like, it was bad. It was bad. And 
I, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm just saying they're old. They need some kind of spark. And I just don't know if they have the dudes, even though you're saying like, what the fuck are you talking about? They got one of the best rosters in football. Well, they're old. It's week 16 division rival. They need it bad, but I just literally don't know if they're good enough to keep up with Dallas at a at a fourteen to two possession type of win ball game. I think I, I think I like the Giants to cover. Now, I Philly probably by ten to seven, but Giants, yeah, cover. They're they're pressing so much too long term. Like it's impossible not to really think long term. You know, in the midst of this three game losing streak, right? Because probably last year for Jason Kelsey Lane Johnson is getting injured like every single game Dickerson uh, doubtful Dickerson yep uh uh Goddard came back last week but obviously he's back earlier than he been like the medical preference he like broke his forearm or something like that like and yeah. and Bradbury Slay they're old they brought over the guy from the Titans who's in his 30s at safety Leonard Fired. You know, the Colts didn't want Leonard. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, that whole defensive line, the majority of that defensive line seems to be aging. Fletcher Cox is probably at the end of his career. Graham, there, there's some definite questions with Philly, and they're, they're, they're pressing. The This is a good topic. I want to keep talking about it. The Steichen thing, I think if you, there's probably something to that more than I gave it originally. But if you are if you are paid five years, two hundred and fifty five million, in my opinion, you should be offensive coordinator proof. Like you should be good enough to maybe it's not perfect all the time or at first, but you should be you should not be losing three games in a row in December. In With my you throwing opinion. one touchdown, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and last thing too, you're spot on about the every time it's a third and six or whatever, it's a draw. I, I texted you guys earlier today that uh, I, I was on YouTube and I saw one of the videos on the side was Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl highlights. So of course I clicked it. Um, the Nick Bolton scoop and score oh. third and six, third and six quarterback oh. draw. Nice quarterback, yeah, quarterback draw. So uh, that 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 it's it's spot on. You've, been, you've yeah. nailed the Eagles all year. And lastly, like on this, like you guys said it lightly, but when Matt, Matt Patricia, you just like all of a sudden are like, oh, we need a new defensive coordinator and it's pencil wearing Matt Patricia. Like, hmm. oh, do you think that's a great idea? Right. <laughs> Week 16? Really? Right. They're, they're, yeah, panic is right, Johnny. What teams in the league have, you know, it's not a good thing when you're changing coordinators during your season. Right. right, like yes, Buffalo. Buffalo's won two in a row. They're a team that, you know, if you had a choice, you probably wouldn't want to play right now. But like, you know, they were six and six at one point. They they fired their offensive coordinator. And look at a lot of the other teams that are getting rid of their coordinators. That's that's not a good thing. If if you're reassigning people's jobs during the year, that's that's bad. Christmas Day Eve, Christmas Day night. I guess you should actually call it awesome matchup, guys. What a way to end this slate. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What was that, Chandler? Christmas Day it? Christmas it, Day Eve, like the night of it, right? Christmas <laughs> Day Eve would be Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. <laughs> so it's Christmas Day Christmas night. Christmas Day night. Baltimore <laughs> <laughs> Ravens are going to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast to take on 
the San Francisco 49ers. I think that these two franchises might be one of the farthest apart franchises in the NFL if you looked at the um, the miles between the two. Um, Ravens coming off a nice win in Jacksonville, 23-7. to Niners coming off a nice win last week against the Cardinals. Um, interesting number here, though. Uh, Niners minus 5.5. I would imagine the weather will be pretty nice in the Bay. Um, this game is a huge game for Chiefs fans. We're obviously rooting for the Niners. The Niners playing better than anybody. The over-under is 46.5. I think that's a serious note here against two pretty decent defenses. Um, this game, as many Niners games comes down to, is Brock Purdy. If he's been playing, if he plays like he's been playing, um, I think the Niners win this game. I think they're playing better than anybody in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Um, they just have dudes everywhere. They just have dudes everywhere, and that's what makes Brock Purdy so good is that he knows it, and he just feeds them. Um, the Ravens, you know, they lose, um, what is it, Keaton Mitchell? Nasty leg injury. That hurts for depth in the backfield. Uh, Mark Andrews, I think potentially maybe playoffs he's back. Am I wrong on that, anybody? Um, definitely not back this week. I've seen, I've seen nothing to give me any timeline for that. Okay, I so thought he that, was out for the year. So regardless, certainly out for this game. Yeah, um, the Niners are the better football team here. Uh, Baltimore, for some reason, they just don't scare me. Lamar just does not scare me. I think that Lamar is good. I like Lamar. I like the Ravens, but I just think that something about this game screams Niners to me. Not something about this game. A lot screams Niners for me. Um, I'm going Niners here, Blaine. A lot of this game screams Ravens to me for some reason. Like, is is this not a Harbaugh win? Uh, if I've ever seen a Harbaugh win, which I hate to say, I completely hate to say, but I, I saw a quote by him um, tonight. He says, "We like our matchups. I'm sure they like our theirs, and we're going to play on Monday night. Like, just just I like it. I'm going to go play, and we're going to smack each other in the mouth, and we're going to see what happens." Roquan Smith, obviously, he's. Uh, a guy you got to look out for. He said on the stand that they have a ton of weapons, but he thinks they do as well on the back end of that defense. I, they think I, the Ravens feel like they can match up one on one with this this 49ers offense and beat them. Maybe it's confidence that Brock Purdy that this is a guy that they don't see a ton out of that they can stop. But man, it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be fun. I do think there is a factor of Keith Mitchell not playing in this football game. I'm not sure if the Ravens have an explosive of an offense without him, but. Are we going to see this this 49ers that have been so strong as of late? Or maybe when playing a really good football team, maybe fizzle and, and give us something here. And, and we'll, I think we're going to find out more about the Ravens than we do the Niners here, is what I really want to say. Great point. I agree completely. Um, Before I go, what do you guys think about the MVP Vet, uh, betting stuff right now are you guys Purdy is the MVP or are you guys like they should just give it to McCaffrey which where do you guys stand on that McCaffrey Brock Purdy it's a quarterback award it's a quarterback award and I totally agree McCaffrey is absolutely balling but man someone's someone's throwing the football and throwing it very effectively and he's on the best team right now um I would be very surprised if it was McCaffrey. Do I think that's fair? No. But as the season ended today, it's Brock Purdy. 
Yeah, logically, you're right, Chandler. I just don't like it. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with, with both. Yeah, it should be McCaffrey. It, it it's not going to be. It should be like McCaffrey or Tyreek, but it's going to be Purdy because that's what they do. If if Baltimore can pull this off, that's going to. I think the top two betting favorites right now are Purdy Lamar. I think Purdy – I saw Purdy was like minus 190 or minus 200 depending on where it was, and then it was Lamar. If the Ravens win that game, that's going to put Lamar as the betting favorite to be the MVP in the league. So there's – there's you know, that's just an award. But, you know, it, but it's the biggest award, award that, uh, you know, accolade that, that the league gives out. So it's, so it's a big deal. Um, I, I can't wait for this matchup. You know – Dallas has had some big spots this year and laid some eggs. And we kind of, you know, talked about like Dallas does that. I don't, I couldn't see either of these teams laying an egg in this spot. I think it's just going to be an awesome football game. You know, I could see like the 49ers really having a lot of success early. And then the Ravens just grind it out through the game and keep it close at the end. Um, and, and having said that, I do think it's going to be close at the end. And so I'll take Baltimore. Plus, what did you have? Five and a half? Yeah, I'll take Baltimore plus five and a half. I think it's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, And I want do money line. I I want Lamar not to scare me. He he really doesn't. But I could see why people are scared of Lamar. If that makes any sense at all, I'm not scared of him yet. But he is. There's been all this discussion of like the all white versus all black team, which I think has been hilarious. Um, if you exclude people of mixed race, that would exclude Mahomes. You know, Lamar being quarterback of the all black team would be absolutely nasty. Yeah, I mean, and all the all the black guys love Lamar too. Yeah. So I I just think I think it's an awesome football game. I think. Uh, there could be a day when I am scared of Lamar if, if the Chiefs were playing them in the playoffs. But as I am right now, you know, I'm not. But, yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take them plus, even though if I had some beers in me, I would take a money line. Yep. I don't. I'm going to do it, too. I'm going to I'm gonna go money line. You, 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 I'll have some what beers. What is that right now? Do you guys have that in front of Are you guys have access to that? Plus? I've got it. Baltimore yeah. plus 195 on the money line. Love if it. You're a big man. That's awesome. Okay, let's wrap up the show, guys. The best matchup of the slate. Christmas Day afternoon. Chiefs are going to take on the Las Vegas Raiders at noon from Arrowhead Stadium. This game, I really want to start with the Raiders. Um, I tend to think that this matchup, just the, the, the names of the teams, is a tough matchup every year, especially at Arrowhead for some reason with these guys. The Raiders coming off a 63-point performance against a clearly worse defense, but you know that that gave them a ton of confidence. 10 days off, really 11 with the Monday game. Um, you know, they're coming into Arrowhead with a lot of confidence against a team that they think that they can beat every single time these two teams step on the field. Um, there's no denying that. You know, they were up 14-0. Correct. When we played them in Vegas, um, the the earlier the season, the Chiefs came back. You know that left a bad taste in their mouth. When you have guys like Max Crosby who can absolutely wreck a game, 
Um, you know that there's nothing the Raiders would want more for Christmas than for them to come in to Arrowhead and win a game that really doesn't matter for them, but that could potentially knock the Chiefs down a few rungs in the AFC playoff picture. Um, it's going to be a difficult game. I think it's going to be a difficult game. I, I tend to think that every time we play the Raiders more than any other AFC West opponent, it's like a tougher game for some reason. I think we struggle with them sometimes. I think they're a nasty a, a nasty group. They're not very good, but they somehow can muck it up. Josh Jacobs is going to be back on rest, I would imagine. He'll be playing in this game. They got guys like Devontae Adams, obviously, who was shut down last time by Legereus Sneed. You know, he'll be looking for some revenge. I say all that to really say what I said last week about the Kansas City Chiefs. This game's all about the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is all about the Kansas City Chiefs offense, putting it together, taking care of the football. Um, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about your thoughts on the game, because I think that I, I, I would be surprised if you guys don't agree with me with what I said um, in this little opening monologue of this game. This is a huge game. Um, the Chiefs need to win out, obviously. Um, Bengals next week. Never look ahead, but you got to take care of business here on Christmas. Let's have a great holiday. Um, Johnny, your thoughts on the game, buddy? Well, I don't I don't think that there is a more a better way to celebrate Christmas than to wake up, see what homeboy Santa dropped off, open presents with my, you know, my son's two now, so he's next year will be like the first year where he's super aware, but you know, if you say Santa around my son or if he sees him on TV, he says, ho, ho, ho. But I I think huh. that's just like a taut response. But anyway, it'll be really fun to open up presents with the family, go see my niece and nephew, my mom and dad, my sisters. Like I'm super excited for all of that. And by the time you've opened up presents, had coffee, breakfast casserole, the Chiefs are going to be kicking off. I mean, that is awesome. And so uh, what better way to really celebrate Christmas than to watch the Chiefs kick the shit out of a fucking bullshit team i mean a bullshit team with a bullshit coach um the chiefs can clinch their eighth straight division title uh with a win here they can also do it with a tie and a denver loss <laughs> mm. they tie um but you win you're the afc west champions so you know christmas win the game santa's already dropped off the division afc west championship swag so you can put that on for the celebrations the raiders of course um you can you can bully the raiders steal their cigars and smoke them in the locker room i'm i'm just you know obviously you don't want to look ahead people say respect your opponent i don't respect anything about the raiders I, i i just i want to destroy them here and the chiefs love to do that at arrowhead so i mean you know, there could be like a logical thing here. Like, guys, don't look over it. I'm just kind of disrespecting the Raiders right now. No, that's fair. I mean, this is just just for what's in front of you. Patrick Mahomes and this offense is going to get back on track. That's just a fact. Even if you say, what, were, were they not on track last week? I don't know. But this this Raiders defense is bad. I mean, they you basically easeled earlier, but the, the Raiders defense is bad. And I think this is a great spot at home on Christmas to get rolling. And the, I mean, Marcus Peters basically got kicked out of the game out of the season for the Raiders because of the chiefs a few weeks ago. You think they're just not going to, not going to keep doing what they know. Um, they look dominant in that second half against Oakland at, Oh my gosh, Vegas, excuse me. Sorry, but I, I don't know. Six of the seven. Six of the seven games at Arrowhead have gone under this year. 
I kind of like the over of like a 31-17 type of football game. The over is 41 and a half, so you'd have to hit 42. But I kind of like that. I think Las Vegas has enough weapons offensively to move and be better, um, especially you look at saw Jacobs get a ton of yards in that first half, Devontae Adams, and they just stopped doing it. I think they'll be have a better game plan here in this football game. I think our defense is still good enough to keep them under 20 points, and that's all Patrick's going to need, and he's going to roll. Like I said, 31-17 Chiefs. Guys, what is the Nick Bolton hate? I, and it's every year, just idiots. What are you seeing it. now? What are you seeing now? Who's doing this? Yeah, I haven't seen this. Um, I just feel like I, I follow I follow this one guy on Twitter that is always – Sorry, t- formerly Twitter, now X. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. That Eisen kid? No, not oh, okay. Eisen. My bad. His name his name is actually Chandler, and it's not Chan Call eighty six. I I love Nick Bolton, um, but he just is always like Drew Tranquil, hundred percent of the snaps. I just don't get it. I love Drew Tranquil too, but it should be healthy mix of both. Healthy mix. Drew Nick Bolton is a top five linebacker. I just don't get it. This guy. Just I mean, that's just the off. easiest. I mean, I've been on. I've been on. Twitter X since like its inception. That is the easiest mute I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if I, I ever saw that tweet, I would just mute it. Mute it. I, I'm actually that's that's one thing about my Twitter game. I or sorry, X game. I'm not. I don't mute. I don't mute. Oh man, yeah. I, I, mute, I mute. I mute half a dozen accounts a day. <laughs> <laughs> and words too. Keep that bias, baby. This defense, though, this defense needs to get after AOC, obviously. Um, Chris Jones has got to eat. I want some Karloftis um, on my Christmas morning breakfast plate. Um, I want I want it all. I want some I want some secondary pressure. I want maybe a, a, a luxurious sneed hit in the back on a blitz on the quarterback, maybe a fumble scoop up by Derek Naughty or maybe 51. I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be awesome. What? I said Mike Dana. He deserves it. I mean, I started this bit and I'm over it. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to, I'm he continuing it. it. I'm continuing it. No, I'll say it. Well, no, wait, I won't because he should have picked that ball off last week. Oh, God. That hit every Chiefs D lineman. I actually think that him and Turk Wharton were fighting over the ball at one time, like a basketball rebound under the rim where both of the same team is going after it and it goes <laughs> out of bounds. It's like, gosh, you look at each other. Guys, yeah. Throw up your hands. Like, come on. Guys, I, think it's, I think it's huge that uh, I'm curious to see the injury report tomorrow. Recording this on Wednesday, we usually get that report Wednesday, but with the Chiefs playing on Monday, it won't, it won't be until Thursday. Um, all the signs say we're getting Pacheco back this week. That's awesome. When it's cold, that plays. Um, and, you know, Clyde's got some confidence. McKinnon scored last week. You know, just for as much struggles as we've had in the wide receiver room, um, Rasheed Rice has been better, of course, but the running backs are carrying a lot of the load right now. And that's, back. that's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. great this time of year. And so just – uh, I, I I hate the Bills, okay? But one thing I can respect is that in that game against Dallas, the Bills took the fight to Dallas. Just take the fight to the Raiders. They yeah. scored 60-something points last week. They're going to think that they can do this 
end, end, end that in the first quarter. Just yep. take it to the Raiders. If you get the ball first, go down and get seven. If mm-hmm. you get if if you if you're on defense first, force them to punt or turn it over. No field goals on the first drive. Take the fight to the Raiders, Blaine. Yeah, no, and the, taking the fight too. I, I got some stats in this office. Mahomes against the Raiders, Week Twelve, completed six seventy nine percent of his passes, and when pressured, twenty one of twenty four, nine yards per pass, two touchdowns. Just go, Mahomes. Like I don't know if we were talking MVP. If there is still a sliver of a chance of Mahomes getting this thing, but if he throws for like four hundred on the over his next three, I don't. With the way receivers have dropped the football, he might be the most valuable player in its definition. But there's a chance for the Chiefs to make a run and and, and get some of those heads back on Mahomes. Like this is just Mahomes Christmas noon Arrowhead Chiefs logo everywhere after Santa comes and you're opening presents. Like you're saying, it's going to be across the nation. Like, give me that as a Chiefs fan. Give me that as Mahomes. Give me that. It's amazing we're in this spot. I think it's going to be great for the Chiefs, and I think it's going to be great for them to start this run that's been waiting and waiting and waiting for it. I'm going to say it until they don't do it, but this is a spot where they clearly will. Nobody wants to play us. right? No, no matter what they say, no matter what's happened, the Chiefs and, and us fans have had some pain, a lot of painful losses this year, and – and, like, this is the time of year, it doesn't matter. Like, we're battle-tested. We're, we, we've had some bad – we've watched some bad shit happen. Um, we've watched games taken away from us, victories taken away from us by offensive offsides, drop touchdowns against big teams in primetime spots. Nobody wants to play the Chiefs. Mahomes, we've all been there. Nobody wants to play Patrick. And by its definition, he is the MVP regardless. He's the he is the best player in the league. He's the MVP. And it's the same. It's the LeBron treatment. LeBron should be the MVP probably every year. It should yep. be Patrick every year. It was Michael Jordan every year. And that's our guy. <laughs> really well said, Johnny. The Chiefs. We're going to host the Raiders on Christmas Day. Awesome show, guys. NFL Week 16 in the books. We'll be back on Tuesday, I guess. It's going to be a quick turnaround. We'll have to discuss with the holiday and the Chiefs playing on Monday. We'll have to we'll have to figure it out, but we always do on this show, obviously. Johnny, Blaine, really appreciate you guys uh, taking your time to be on the show. As always, we will talk next week. Go Chiefs and have a Merry Christmas from the Figure It Out podcast. To you, Merry Christmas, especially to you, Johnny and Blaine. Appreciate you guys and everything you do for the show. Boys, go Chiefs! Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!